When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. We're talking real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, October 26th, and we are here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. And uh, as we record this, Mark, I will tell you, I uh, took a lovely Peloton ride today with Christine Dirkhall. And uh, she said something that I thought was really important for our show as well, which is Mark and I do this thing. Are you still doing Power Zone or not? Okay. So there's this part of Peloton, but it's like anything else, like any exercise thing where you, it's very high metric count. Like you like look at where you are and this, that, and the other thing. And she said something in the middle of the ride that made me like perk up and think about us, which is you just don't want to be defined by the numbers. And I feel like sometimes when we talk to you guys, you know, we do run through all of your numbers. I have to reiterate this over and over and over, which is repetitive in and of itself. And that is you are more than these numbers that have you have accumulated. You are more than the money that's in your retirement account or your bank account. And in the last couple of weeks, so many of you have been sending in your conversations to me about like making big changes amid COVID. And some of you have really shared some awesome stuff, whether it was um, we had somebody who wrote in who um, had lost her job of 26 plus years in the restaurant business and then took some time off and thinking about what to do and made a decision not to go back into the restaurant business and how this woman was able to just do it and how happy she is doing it. It's amazing. Here's a woman who said she changed her retirement plans from retiring, you know, maybe at 62 or 65 to going to 60. And she loves her job, but she hadn't thought about retiring before the pandemic. And she said, you know, look, I just I need to work in a place where morale is better and things like so I just think you're more than all of these numbers. I'm so grateful for you sharing these stories with me. And um, some of you are going to be featured in my next book. So watch out, watch out what you, don't worry, I change all the names. But you know, what's interesting to me is that all the numbers that you have accumulated may give you permission 
to do these things or give you the opportunity. That's why you are so much more than those numbers. And just racking up the numbers doesn't do anything for you. But using those dollars that you've accumulated to make changes in your life, to give yourselves opportunities, that's really fantastic. And that's the goal. So anyway, I just a little, I don't know, it's a soapbox. Is that a soapbox, Mark? Or is that just a part of the mantra-ish? Sidebar. Right. Sidebar. I like that. Today, we are going to talk to uh, a listener, David in New York. Hello, David. Did I go on too long or did you like that? No, I liked it. I usually love when you start your podcasts this way and it really gives us a window into what's going on. So I appreciate it. All right. Do you want to know what else is going on? Dogs were out in the park. Charlie pooped. Trixie didn't. That's the other metric that I'm living with this morning. (laughs) Well, we have one at home. His name is Monty um, and he never has that problem. (laughs) Like a good man. Okay, David, what's going on? How can we help you? So I really would love, just like many of your listeners, to know where we are right now. My wife is going to stop working at the end of December. She just turned 50, actually, a couple of days ago. So she's exiting the workforce pretty early. I'm going to probably work for three more years. I have a contract that if I work three more years, we're going to get health insurance until I'm 72. Wow. Yes, I'm very excited about that, which is why I'm going to go three more years at least. That gets uh, my wife to 65, and it also gets my children through college, and it'll get them past 26. The company was really supportive in that, so I'm going to at least work three more. How much do you earn, David? I earn about $150,000. Okay. And do you have a retirement plan at work? I have a 403B. Okay. And how much do you contribute to the 403B? Uh, The max. And that's one of my questions later is if I should continue that as we try to navigate how much we spend per month and the reality that her salary is not going to be part of our lives anymore. Gotcha. Um, Are you 50? I am 56. All right. So right now, when you say you're you're putting the max into the 403B, 19,500 plus the $6,500 catch up? That is correct. Okay, great. How much is in the 403B account right now? Well, I switched school districts, so total my IRA 403B is 337000 I started late. Okay. And you said school districts. Are you, will you be entitled to a pension? It's a very good pension. I'll probably be looking at close to $100,000 a year. Whoa! That includes uh, a widow's pension, so uh, it would be a little bit higher, but they reduce it in case um, I die before my wife. She'll get whatever I'm getting for the rest of her life. Okay, great. How old are your kids? Uh, 12 and 10, we started late. And do you have any money saved for uh, their education or not really? Yes, we have uh, 529s. They both have around 75,000. And that's one of my questions too. I know I have several questions, but do we have enough in those and should we start feeding those more? I'm always uh, skeptical on how much to put in them. Okay. How much um, is your wife making now? Currently, well, that's the interesting story. She was making between 250 and 300, but they just changed her revenue formula, and she's now down to probably 120 to 150, which is one of the reasons she's leaving. And is she leaving like I'm leaving and um, I'm, I'm slamming the door and like that's it, or do you think she will go back to work at some point? She is looking at the possibility of finding work, but she's really not sure what that is. And for the right now, we're probably going to have her just stay at home while we can and, you know, do 
all the work that's needed with a 12 and a 10 year old. When you gave me your retirement savings, that 337000 that was for you. Does she also have retirement savings? Yep. She has a small IRA and a 401k, uh, which amounts to about $1.2 and the most of that's in the 401k. Okay, great. Do you, through work, do you have a Roth option or just the four, st- traditional 403 Just traditional. Okay. We have and- no money in Roth at this point. And how about cash money, like just in the bank? We have about $100,000 in the bank. House? Uh, house is worth about seven hundred dollars to seven fifty, mm-hmm. and we own it. Outright. outright. Ooh, interesting. Yes. So what's your nut? Like if you look at what it costs you to run your lives, you know, your wife will be home, so you'll, you'll save on any babysitting, I guess. But what about like just the running of your household every month? What do you think that is? Yeah, to be honest with you, we're looking right now, I, I, I'm the one that looks at the finances and we spend probably between seven and 10,000 a month, but we do that without really having oversight. So one of the things my wife and I have talked about is we're going to have to, you know, tighten the belt, look at a budget and think about how we spend. It's not unusual for us to go out to dinner with the kids and do all the things that we like to do because we can afford it right now. Mm -hmm. Sure. I mean, but look, this is going to be a whole different transition anyway, because it's, I mean, she's got a million bucks saved 1.2 and she's been working her tushy off for a while. So she's going to breathe a little bit and that's okay. Uh, Is there anything else that I'm missing from this? We have an investment account of about $400,000. So that's a, a taxable investment account. Where is that held? Um, that's in Morgan Stanley. So you have a financial advisor? We do. You know, I, I one of the things I always ask is, well, how much does it cost me to have these financial advisors? And they came with my wife and they never really tell me. They say, oh, <laughs> somewhere between one and two percent. And I, I listen to you enough to say, yeah, that gives me pause. Hmm. Right now, the Morgan Stanley person has her small IRA, the taxable account, and your your IRA, right? Correct. How do you feel about managing your own money? Would would that freak you out? Can we it fire would. this advisor? Okay. Yeah, it would. Uh, it would. Okay. And I don't have the time. Okay. How about she? Because she could take this on. She could now become the chief financial officer of the family. <laughs> I think she would. If she were here, she'd be like, yeah, that's not happening. Is this person doing any sort of financial planning for you or just managing the money? You know, we do have um, a meeting once a year where they give me, I don't know, 100 pages on projections. I ask a lot of questions. I don't always understand everything that's going on. I, I feel like I have a good grasp of finances, but when it comes to that, it gets so thick in the report that I'm like, I really don't know what you're saying to me. There are alternatives. Okay. The alternative for you guys would not be to do it yourselves because you don't want to do it yourselves. But what you could potentially do is you could go into a robo, meaning a, an online platform, and you could get financial advice with that. So the ones that do that would be uh, like Vanguard has the personal service advisor. The minimum is I think you need 50 grand to be in there. So you may, you'll get the minimum. Schwab has a uh, intelligent portfolio. You can use Betterment. They were a sponsor of this show years and years ago, but they have similar. You know, those are the kinds of places where instead of paying one and a half or 2%, you're going to be paying 
a half, maybe a, a 0.3%. And you'll probably get a similar amount of touch with the person, you know, that you would otherwise. I would suggest that you at least look into it. Okay. I'm not saying you should do it. There is one other company that I will point you to with a full disclosure that they are the sponsors of our radio show. And it's called Facet Wealth, all one word, facetwealth.com. And you can check them out also. You you know, the big difference between, say, Facet and the ones that I mentioned is Facet will give you a dedicated advisor. So I think you should check those out as possibilities. because yeah, I, could, I could see myself doing something like that when I retire. Uh, I'm not sure I, you know, when I'm not in the school district, I also teach adjunct for two different colleges. So my, my schedule is pretty crazy right now. Plus I have a 12 and a 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, like to me, you don't have to do it yourself. You can, you know, if you don't want to make this move out of Morgan Stanley, I, the only reason I'm going to say that I think you should do it now is that that Morgan Stanley broker is like salivating over your wife's 401k. Mm-hmm. And so if you decide to stay with Morgan Stanley, you have to pinky swear with me that you're going to get a reduction in your fee because you're okay. going to have money that pours in there, right? And you're going to have almost $2 million with this person. You say to them, I want to know exactly what the fee is. And then you say, uh, you know, what you want to pay. And, and to me, you should not be paying more than 1% on $2 million. And I would say you should try to get them down to say 0.75%. See, if you, if you can get that, then stick around. Okay. That's right? great advice. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Next year, you're going to drop into the 22% tax bracket. You never with my salary. Yeah, because you're making 150 and that's the top the top of the bracket's 172750. Okay. All right. So you're in the 22% tax bracket. And so a couple of things, you don't have a Roth option right now in terms of your account. So I would keep doing, I mean, you don't have to save as much in the retirement account, but you know, I, I would probably just do like probably 20. You're, you're, you know, it's so weird. It's like your pension is so good that I think you just want to like make sure you can afford everything that you like to live your life, that 10 grand a month. So I don't know. Like I, I, I'm okay with you just sort of saying like for at least for the first year and you get a handle on the expenses, let's, let's pull that, you know, your contribution level down to, you know, 19.5. You don't have to do the extra 6,500 because you're over fifth. All right. Let's see how that goes. But then I think, you know, if you, especially if you stay with this Morgan Stanley guy, then what you want to do is start maybe thinking about a strategy to convert some of the money because all of your money which is now like will be $1.6 million has not been taxed. Once you're in the 22% tax bracket, it's worth converting some of that a little bit at a time. So I would start doing that. And I think the easiest way to do it would be, you know, to maybe knock off some of the small IRAs, but you would have to actually sell something in the taxable account to pay the tax that's due on the money you're converting. So I'm sure you have a lot of embedded capital gains, and this is a real strategy that would take some foresight, but I think it's worth considering at the very least. And don't put any money into the 529s. You're fine. Like, you're going to just have to deal with it right now because part of her leaving the workforce means that you're not going to fully fund a private school education for each of your kids. You're just not going to, you can't afford it. Um, If you decide you want to, like life is good if it's, you know, four or five years from now and you're in your, you know, you're 60 years old and and you're like, you know what, things are great and um, we've made a bunch of money and we can contribute to some of this. Sure. You don't have to put more money in. This is a good base that they have. 
and um, let's see where things land. Let's see if your wife likes this game plan. You know, essentially, when you leave the workforce at 50, even if you, you know, she, it, it may suck for her because she's like, I'm making half what I made before, but you would, she's still making money. Right. So if she were to re-enter the workforce in a couple of years, because she's like, oh, you know what? This not working was great for a year, but I'm going to pull my hair out. Then I think then then you can start restarting some of these funding vehicles. But for now, I really wouldn't do much more because you just have to see where things settle for you. We may need a couple thousand here or there. So you're saying we should take those out of investment, not reduce the hundred thousand dollars no you can use the cash but like you know you're going to eat into that cash right and then at some point you're going to start feeling anxious about it because you're going to say i mean you're only one salary i mean you're you're in you're in education so chances are you're not going to get fired so what's your real cash number is probably like what 50 is that that that's right about your you know five or six months sixty thousand? Yes, um, and I I think we can easily get down to seven thousand dollars a month. You no, know? that's what you say now. You're very <laughs> mad. You'd be like, oh, I don't want to. Okay, but but let's. Okay, so yeah, you can use some of the cash to float expenses in the near term. While this transition is going on, I do think it's important for you guys to know that you have a lot of options. So don't lock yourself into this place of like, we must spend $7,000 a month because we cannot touch it. Like, don't do that to yourselves. You have $400,000 in this taxable account. That is your money. You can use that money. All right. You can use it if something is happening. I mean, you could potentially use that and pay for college, but we need more information. I wouldn't want you to do that. But, you know, if you're going to have this great pension of a hundred grand a year, chances are like, you know, you're pension plus two social security checks means that you guys are pretty close to hitting your numbers, at least pre-tax, right? So you're not going to need all this money. It's just a question of like right now you're in this in-between period of her age 50 to, you know, when she claims and you guys start claiming social security. And that's money you need to access. Again, I wouldn't do anything crazy immediately. I would think about the conversion, but maybe I wouldn't do it. Maybe I'd just do a little bit of it because I want to preserve the opportunity to keep that money around for you guys. We don't know what this next period is going to look like yet. I think it's too early. I think the decision's great. You can afford to do it, but things are going to shift a lot. And so you should stay in touch with us. Thank you so much. Mark, is there anything else? Oh, how about wills and, and powers of attorney and healthcare proxies? Well, we knew this was important. So we started probably almost a year ago and working with a lawyer. It's been a little slow moving, but we have all the paperwork done. We just now have to have everything uh, accredited. So I'm basically saying, yes, those are done. Okay. How about life insurance? Yes, we both have policies. We have a million dollars for my wife and 500000 for me. Okay. Obviously, if she does not want to work, do you know how the numbers look even better is that you just keep working? That's just the deal. I'm sorry to say that. You know. <laughs> so three more years is great. Um, it's great that you're an educator and you should be rewarded for that. I think you guys are in good shape. Let's at least consider some of these things going forward and just know that this is not the plan. This is, you know, the evolving plan, right? And it will happen over time and things will shift and we're happy to be here for you. Okay. I so appreciate all of this. Thank you. You've, you've right. actually made me feel much more comfortable. Excellent. Uh, You know what, Mark, next time around, you and I, when we try to find partners, we're going to find some New York State teacher types because they've got amazing pensions. They really do. You know, next time we have to to pick in our next lives, you know, when we have that shot, you never know. 
could happen. (laughs) Give me a good pension. Darn it. Anyway, find yourselves a good person to fall in love with. And hopefully that person has a pension. If you have a financial question or you're at a crossroads in your life, why don't you give us a holler? Because we are happy to talk about where you are in your planning process. And it is a process, not an event. So just go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button and send us your note. If you'd like to come on the air, Mark will arrange it. Uh, While you're on the website, check out all the stuff that uh, we write and maybe past shows and maybe watch a TV appearance. Check out the resource section, all that fun stuff. And you may want to subscribe to our sister podcast. It is called Eye on Money. Go out and lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.